On this week's episode, we relive the Heritage Classic, baseball's back, and we go over the NFL QB carousel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10, season two of Points of Penalties. For all our listeners, we'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For our viewers on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to our channel by clicking the PMP button on the bottom right of this video, right about here. And no matter how you check out PMP, please give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. Once again, my name is Josh. With me today are my co-hosts, Jesse and Peter. Kevin's away. Ooh. Ooh. Bitch. <laughs> Without further ado, just start us up. How's your drink? Or what are you drinking? And how is it? Tell, tell me both. <laughs> well, tell me both. I haven't had a sip yet, <laughs> but I'm drinking Stockyards Brewing, the Iron Horse Trail, Indian Pale Ale. So it's nice and local there for us in Kitchener. Yeah, it is. And it's a 6.3. So not that's pretty much like the low end of the bitch scale at that nowadays with this. But <laughs> uh, we had a heavy night of drinking the night before. So I'm going to try and take it a little easy. Pretty good. Indian Pale Ale can't go back wrong on that. Yosh, what are you having? Well, today... Uh, since we were in Hamilton yesterday, Jess, as you alluded to our heavy night of drinking, we were at the Heritage Classic, so I decided I would stick with a, a Hamilton brew, so I got Collective Arts Brewing, and it's called Jam Up Berries, it's raspberry, blueberry, and blackberry dry hopped sour. It is a measly 5.2%, uh, but again, be. I did not want to go heavy <laughs> today with, uh, with the night of drinking we had last night, so uh, anyway, let's give it a try here. Ooh, it's like pink already. I can see it. Sour is supposed to be pink or purple. Yep, it's sour. It's like a fruit juice. Sour fruit juice is not too bad. Not too bad. Petey, why don't you tell us what you got? Yeah, so I've got uh, back to Dildo Brewing Company again. Back-to-back weeks. Uh, This is a DOX Pilsner. And it's called a DOX Pilsner because in 1932... I'm reading this off the can, by the way. The largest plane in the world, the Dornier DOX force landed on the water in Dildo. And it goes on, but that's enough. Hmm. So yeah, apparently the biggest plane ever landed in Dildo. Now they made a beer out of it. Well, Happy days. It's a uh, bitch beer at 5%. Oh, shit. Ooh. But that's okay. Beer. Why are that's you okay. not drinking? I just, uh, that's what I got from Dildo Brewing. I mean, not, you were not, not a, a, you were not being a, a bitch and didn't show up to the Heritage Classic. Yeah, that's true. I didn't uh, spend a thousand dollars to fly there and back for the hockey game. You would have spent they spent more too with us. What, what happened to us too? <laughs> Stupid <laughs> accommodations canceled us, and we were scrambled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the Dildo Brewing Company is. Uh, DOX Pilsner, pretty good. Light tasting Pilsner. Not bad. Not bad. So even though Kev is in here, he definitely, uh, he asked me to ask you how the dildo in your mouth is. It's delicious. Okay. Why, did, why, why does he want to know? I why mean, did... I don't know. He's either going to try it or. <laughs> I mean, I would recommend it. It's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's good craft beer. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So we alluded to the Heritage Classic uh, that three out of four of us went to. We had one bitch, of course, bitch to bitch beer. Bitch didn't show up to the Heritage Classic. 
But Pete, I know you watched it on TV. You were looking for us. See us in the crowd. Did you see us? What happened? What did you see on the TV? I looked and I looked and I looked. Then I changed the diaper. And then I looked some more. <laughs> but no, I didn't see you. I didn't see Kev's. Uh, I haven't been to a Leaf game in 40 years. Sorry. Didn't see you guys at all. Wish I could have been there. Looked like a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Although the times. sign that he had, he got embarrassed because it got, got ripped when the wind took off because he got caught some <laughs> and, and the Buffalo fan in front of us had a better sign. So it's like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. So how was it live, boys? How was that game? I mean, the experience was great. The atmosphere was great. Oh, you know, all the people in the stands, even the Buffalo fans. Yeah, you know, we sat I mean, in the Buffalo section. So yeah, we were was... pretty much in the Buffalo section, so... <laughs> But it was good. We were joking around with the Buffalo fans and obviously, you know, Leaf fans and whatnot. So atmosphere-wise, it was great. Um, our seats were low, but in this case, lower was not better because it was very hard to see the ice, uh, just the way that it's all set up. And you are, you know, there is quite a bit of space between the stands and where the uh, ice starts. So, and because we were on the bench side, once the coaches stood up on the back of the uh, benches, we couldn't see anything past the the one blue from blue line to the end goal line. We couldn't see. So we could only yeah. see our blue line to our goal line. We could only live. see like a third of the net. Yeah. Because of the boards. So you yeah. could only see the top third of the, so we were hoping for, you know, a shelf daddy <laughs> shots, shelf. To the top shelf goals, right? <laughs> far down boys, far down. Uh, um, so we spent a lot of the game doing this. Yeah. As you're, I'm moving my head back and forth uh, for the, for the listeners. Uh, so we were watching it on the jumbotron because we couldn't see the actual live action for you know portions or a large portion of the game. But what was really cool was that they, so you know when you're watching the game on TV, you can hear bits and pieces like the you know the puck hitting the the backboards. You can hear the the stick slapping the ice, and you can sometimes hear guys chirping each other. You can at least hear yelling and whatnot. Uh, so they were playing that over the loudspeakers. So you could, you actually felt like it was right there and that you were you know still in an arena and you could hear everything because without that, it would have been eerily quiet other than just people around you talking and cheering. Yeah. Overall, it was good. I wasn't, you know, Tim Horton's fan or Tim Horton's field was nice. I just, I don't know. I waited way too long to take pisses, man. Way too long. <laughs> so, oh my God, was it crowded? Yeah, it was not insane. even just going to the bathroom, but just, just, like getting food and drinks and stuff like that it was it was a disaster like you could you were it was like you're in a club like you Mm -hmm. had to plow through people to get anywhere and so i talked to some some other fans and uh, they were from hamilton and i asked if it was the same for ticag game they said it is but there's a little less people because they don't have the end zone stands right Mm -hmm. so they had only the one end had had seats at the end of it but uh, so you know there's another however many people you know 5,000 people or whatever in that section. And that's obviously going to put a strain on the uh, washrooms and the bars and whatnot. So small price to pay, you know, and then yeah. we learned real quick, leave a minute, but as soon as they say last minute, go last minute of the period, you head up, you go take your piss. You might have to wait a, a couple minutes in line. And by the time you get out, there's still no line of the beer. So it was, it was worked out after that, but <laughs> again, it, the atmosphere was sweet. We you know, get to see the Canadian women, uh, Olympic women there. They were there. They, were uh, celebrated there. We got to see other gold medals and whatnot. And obviously not up close, but Alessia Carr was there. Again, I was in the piss line while she was uh <laughs> while she was doing her thing. But yeah, overall it was a it was a good game. It was fun. It would have been better if the boys could have got us a W, but 
it is what it is. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm jealous. I couldn't have been there with you. Yeah. Like you said, the least lost five to two, uh, including an empty netter. Good game through two periods, but a couple of bad goals in the third and uh, there you go. That was it. That was the one thing that was also there was there was a sign that said, I miss Freddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny, man. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. So in that third period, though, there was uh, there was several non-calls that happened, particularly against the Leafs. Maybe there was something against Buffalo, too, but I didn't notice because I'm a Leafs fan, <laughs> believe it or not. It was tough for us to notice, too. Yeah, unless we were looking at the jumbotron. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it, it. Yeah, it's hard to see that stuff live too. Like it's you have the benefit of replay on uh, on the TV feed, obviously. But so in the third period, uh, Rasmus Dalin was uh, taking liberties on Matthews in front of the net after the play had gone well up the ice. Uh, Matthews didn't like that, so he got up and he cross-checked Dalin and ended up pinning him right in the head slash neck, got him up high. Uh, which he has since just today been suspended for two games for that cross check. That's going to cost him $116,402.50 in lost salary. Canadian or American, you know? <laughs> that would be American. American. Yeah. <laughs> they really need those two quarters. <laughs> so we've seen pre- previous uh, similar cross checks like that uh, in previous years and even this year. Uh, and usually it's it's not a suspension. Usually there's fines uh, or there's no discipline at all. I shared a couple in the chat with you boys mm-hmm. that are they're worse, if not equal, to what Matthews did, and they didn't get punished the same. So a lot of Leafs Nation is up in arms about the two-game suspension. Uh, what do you boys think? The punishment is the punishment, whatever it's going to be, but it needs to be the same. There has to be the, the bar needs to be set for whatever. If you're going to cross check a guy in the face across, you know, neck area that above the shoulder pads, if it's going to be a two game suspension for Matthews, it needs to be a two game suspension for the next guy. And, and you know, the next fan, the next guy, if it's only going to be a $5,000 fine, then that's what it needs to be every single time. Um, as long as it's not clearly, you know, uh, a worse off offense. So I don't mind the two game suspension. Just, I mean, obviously it sucks to not have them on the ice, for the next two but you know if that's what was deemed uh to be the punishment is fine with me but again it needs to be the same and since it isn't and hasn't been the same then that's where the issue comes in and that's you know like you know you hear me a lot say that the nhl sucks right <laughs> uh, i still go to these games still have a fun time but this is part of it this is why you know what well, this is why i say things like the nhl sucks because they can't get it right they can't get it consistent and, and that's what's frustrating, uh, at least from me. Yeah, and I, I think he hit the nail on the head. Like, I, I thought it was going to be a one-game suspension. It's two, whatever. It's not not a big deal. Is he going to appeal it? Uh, he might, but whatever. It's a two-game suspension. I mean, yeah. It's clear that he fucking cross-checked yeah. him across <laughs> the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he but he could be appealing the, the length of it, right? But yeah. they got to work super quickly because he's going to definitely be out for one. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't typically work that fast. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he just takes it and moves on with life. Yeah. Do you think that, like, he is he a repeat offender? No, no, never been suspended before. Hardly ever gets a penalty. Yeah. So, like, this, I can see why Leafs Nation are up in arms about this. And he's your best player and he's gone for 
two games. No, no. He's, with... he's the best player. <laughs> <laughs> Just calm down. But this is, these two games might affect it in the Rocket Richard and that Hart trophy. So yeah, it might. It might. He's got a significant buffer right now in the in the Rocket race, but that that can always it can always be streaky when it comes to goal scoring. So you want to obviously be out there as often as possible, having opportunities to put the puck in the net. So yeah, it'll uh, hopefully there's not too much catch up from the field in that regard, and hopefully it doesn't hurt his chances at the heart. Yeah, I don't think it was undeserved a two game suspension, but like you said, Josh, it's it's the it's the lack of consistency that really gets on people's nerves. So yeah, that's uh, that's why everyone's up in arms, and I'm I agree that it should be it's fine if it's two games for everybody. Yeah. That's fine, but it's not. So even though he was suspended, and that sucks, it uh, it was nice to see at least some pushback from him in this game where the refs had somewhat put the whistles away. It wasn't. Uh, full-on melee like some playoff games turned to become but a lot of uh a lot of infractions seem to go uncalled there and the game got a little chippy so i'd like to see that from matthews although obviously you'd like to see him keep the stick down and not be dirty about it but the pushback is good nice to see bunting in there defending him after this play and mckay have got in there against the the six foot seven tage thompson so that's uh mckay doesn't usually dust it up like that then to go after the big boy like that is uh, is good to see, and then uh, Matthews got knocked down a little bit later on by Dylan Cousins, and Bunting was right there again, getting in uh, Cousins' face afterwards. And can't do that to my superstar, even though it was a clean hit. But just saying, stay away from my guy. I mean, that was one of the you know, or those two instances were for some of the best action, the best things we saw. They were both it was in our end. That yeah. was nice. We were able to see that. But uh, it was you know, and of course everybody gets. Everybody gets hooting and hollering and cheers more when there's a fight or a tussle and whatnot, right? Oh, it so, definitely got the rest of the crowd into it. Yeah, happened. for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, shitty that they couldn't get a W, but like you said, it it is kind of nice to see that, that a little bit of this toughness trying to squeeze out of the Leafs. Yeah. You know, we're, they're typically one of those teams that are, you know, they're they're not fighters other than – other than uh, the Wayne train, which I kept yelling for, but where the fuck is the Wayne train? Beat this guy's ass. <laughs> but yeah, but for yeah, sure. It was it was good. So like you said, this has been like they're they're really more of a finesse team. And they don't necessarily need to be. They're not a small team. Uh, they have some size. They just they don't seem to really want to use it as much as maybe they could. So hopefully this is a bit of an eye opener for Matthews and for the rest of the team. Hopefully they can uh, kind of light a switch and under them, light a fire under them and uh, and get a bit of chip on their shoulder here. And what do you think it's going to mean for them when they get into the playoffs? Do you think this will maybe help them get out of the first round? Jesse, shut up. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say that, but took the words out of my mouth. I think, I think they need like get more like little maybe not with the penalties but chippy for sure like playoff hockey is all about that being the more physical team and usually the more physical team does move on yeah and the Leafs have been pretty bad the last week or so but they lost to Arizona they grabbed one uh, point thankful good for them but they were down four nothing four one I think challenge four one. Well, it would have been 4 1 at some point, but okay. yeah, but it was never 4 0. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I maybe I'm wrong. I can look it up anyway. Care. 
Shoot, I shouldn't be talking so much during NHL. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like they definitely need to get more chippy they are just more physical you don't have to be chippy just yeah. just just start laying some of the body like you said they got some size on their team start using it and then let these offensive superstars just go do their thing right and that's what i think they need to do to get out of that first round yeah for sure there's a few too many guys on the team that are just big for no reason at all they're big but they don't use them yeah so obviously you know the the toughness and the chippiness, like you said, Jess, is definitely going to help them in the playoffs. You know, will it help them or make them push them to their first first, uh, first round win <laughs> in a, a series win in a long time? I don't know. The big thing here is I don't – like, I know we've been, we chirp them, and I just don't see them getting out of the first round when you don't have a goalie. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, what are the, what are they going to do? They, the trade deadline's coming up. It's, what, about a week away? And – do you think they make any moves? You think they try and get a goalie? And if so, like who's around that is is a possibility? There's there's a few possibilities out there that I don't think would really move the needle. Like Anton Forsberg in Ottawa might be an option, although it'd be tough to get a trade between Ottawa and the Leafs, even though Ottawa's a bottom beater. Mm-hmm. There's a few other guys out there. Mark Andre Fleury's out there as a potential. I don't think that would ever happen though. And He's like he's almost similar to uh, to Jack Campbell anyway. Now he's got the better he's got the better pedigree for sure. He's he's done it, but he's a streaky goalie, and he's shown us that he obviously can turn it on because he's won Stanley Cup, and I think he was the Conn Smythe winner, but I'm not sure. Like Jack Campbell is hopefully the guy. Like in in November, Jack Campbell was playing. He was right in the Bezina conversation to start this year in November. So all we need is that Jack back. Wherever he is, then maybe it's the defense in front of him that's not playing well enough. Maybe it's who knows what. Maybe it's in his head. But if we can just get that Jack back, I think we'll be in good shape. Yeah, if he can get his shit together, right? And if he can't, then what do you do? Because we know that Morazic is not. Morazic is not the answer. He made one, like honestly, one good save yesterday that we cheered about. Like that glove save, one glove save he made was fucking phenomenal. But there wasn't a whole lot to cheer. And like with Morazic yesterday, he was he was playing. uh, His game was fine, right up until it wasn't. Like it it was. It was going fine. He was playing well. He was making saves. And then a stupid little terrible angle shot from the fucking yeah. goal line. And he's not even tight to the post. And it just, it, there's a gigantic hole there for this squeezer. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's it. It's, you can't, that's not NHL quality goal. Then. Now, do you think if they were to make a move and bring somebody in, that that's going to, like, do you think one of those guys would be on their way out then? Like, if it was a trade in that sense, somebody's got to go the other way, right? Well, you would definitely try and get Morazic out of there because he's, one, he's expensive. Two, he's got term. So that's not good. And and he's not, he's, obviously, you want to keep Campbell over Morazic. Mm-hmm. So you'd try it. And then that's why it's probably not going to happen. I don't think. It's, it's hard at during the season to make a goalie move like that. You can bring in a depth goalie, generally. That's easy enough, 
but to bring in like a starting caliber goalie and to move one out with salary as well, that's that's a tough deal to make in the season. Mm-hmm. So I think they're probably focused on a defenseman instead. And hopefully that's the answer. Maybe the defense tightens up a little bit. Jack can get back to being Jack. I wouldn't think that the defense is going to tighten up. To tell you the truth. They're falling apart right now. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how this next week shakes out, you know, if they do anything. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do something. After fucking losing twice to Buffalo. And, letting, and they have the uh, – they have, like, the worst save percentage uh, by far since, like, Christmas. It's just been well below 900. The Leafs, too? Or yeah. the Sabres, yeah. The Leafs. Not good enough. So, hopefully it turns around, but uh, you're right. It's looking bleak right now. But also, Jack Campbell is hurt. Maybe it's an injury that's been lingering for a long time and it's mm-hmm. been hampering his game. Uh, hopefully, he takes his time to fully recover from that, and maybe Jack will be back. Can't come soon enough, though. Because Mrazek, woof. Well, it would be nice to get to the good Jack Campbell back, but who knows uh, if and when that'll happen? Maybe it's maybe it's a worse injury than we think. I know they said he's two weeks, but who knows? So, one thing that is back, though, boys, baseball. Woo! It's back. The uh, MLBPA and the MLB finally came together on the new collective bargaining bargaining agreement. Uh, it was ratified by, by both sides on the 10th of March. Lockout lasted 99 days, the great one days. I'm glad it didn't hit 100 days because that's, uh, I don't know, there's just that, that number. 100 is just a big one, you know? So I know 99 is only one. But anyway, great to see uh, that they finally come together on some stuff. Obviously, there were some concessions with uh, some of the give and take, uh, you know, on some of the bigger items, luxury taxes and that type of thing. So one of the bigger uh, items that was kind of an under the radar, uh, bigger item was this uh, new international draft that they're going to be uh, starting up uh, in the next couple of years. So basically just to kind of give you a rundown currently uh, high school and collegiate players in the U S Canada and Puerto Rico are subject to the uh, traditional MLB draft, which occurs every every summer, uh, but there's a ton of players elsewhere that aren't part of this draft. So we're talking Dominican, you know, Venezuela, Cubans, uh, you know, Mexicans, that type of thing. There's you know all kinds of, and even mostly are talking about Central and South American players here. But I'm not sure if this will translate into uh, Asian players as well. Korea or Japan, right? Japan, yeah. So I'm not 100 sure on that. But so these these uh, Central and South American players aren't part of the regular MLB draft. So they want to change this, uh, and it's going to happen as early as 2024. And they're going to start a separate 20-round draft. Uh, it says with hard slots that begin at 5.51 million for the first overall pick. Uh, so it's going to be a little less than the what the number one overall pick in the tr- tr- traditional draft would make which is six and a half million. Uh, that's what the number one pick made last year. Uh, the order would be, it's a, uh, unconventional and they would be randomly assigned their spots. Like the teams would be randomly assigned a draft spot, which is odd. Yeah, um, it's kind of dumb. It's really weird. Yeah. 
So the, so the Yankees are just going to get the first overall pick? They might. Just they for might. fun? Yeah, even though they, you know, so even though you're you're a good team, there's a potential. Now, I don't know how random it's going to be. Like, maybe maybe they kind of do it like a lottery where in the sense that if you're yeah. – if you're if you're the first place team overall, you get one name in the bucket, where the last place team gets 30 names in the bucket, right? So it might be something like that, but it's supposed to rotate every year. So I don't know. I mean, maybe every how many teams are there? 30 teams, something like that. So every 30 years, <laughs> you know, your team gets one first or overall pick in this international. It's you know, obviously that's, we that's weird. Yeah, we obviously haven't got all the details as they, you know, it's only been uh, you know, four days since uh since this is actually come to light so and then they would the mlb wants to institute mandatory drug testing to allow for the trading of drug uh, of draft picks trading of drugs yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh signing ages stay the same at 16 and the whole whole point is to uh to grow the sport globally and um and i guess they're, they're looking at giving teams additional picks if they draft players from minority countries i guess if you will uh, through throughout that draft so if there's only one guy from peru and you draft him you might get an extra draft pick or two because you took this guy from peru so that could be kind of interesting too and it, and it might help uh expand uh expand the game that yep. way as well so that's smart to help grow the game yeah yeah so that was kind of one of the big things that and we didn't like we talked about this lockout was yeah. it last week that we just talked about the lockout? yeah so and like this, I mean, I had I had heard of that that they were talking about this international draft, but I didn't realize that this was it ended up being a pretty sticky wicket. Like the they they were pretty far apart on this. Uh, my understanding was that the players didn't want it, which is odd. Well, Tatis made some noise about it ruining baseball in the Dominican. I don't know why. I don't know the details well enough why that would be bad for. <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah. read into yeah. it. Just, just saw, <laughs> just the, headline. saw the headline. Just, yeah. just spat it right back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tatis is even uh, hurt yeah. too. Yeah. Well, don't draft him in your uh, fantasy leagues. Not, not in the top anyway. <laughs> Wait till the second round if he gets, gets there. Uh, so anyway, now that we have a season upcoming. Uh, opening day is going to move to April 7th. We will still get a full 162 game schedule. Uh, there's going to be, you know, an extra couple days or, or less days off, and they'll probably run some uh, handful of double headers to get those games in. Spring training starts in a few days. By the time this is released, uh, spring training will be starting, which is the uh, 17th. Playoffs are going to be expanded to 12 teams, and that starts this That's year. A great choice. I yep. like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, they want to do 14, but that obviously they came down. And 12 is a start, right? Yep. So, um, and yeah, that's good. Uh, we were talking uh, yesterday, and I don't know if it was a random or whatever or who said it, but they said, oh, maybe the Jays will make the playoffs. And pretty sure there was a couple of us who were like, well, we're pretty sure they're going to win the division <laughs> or at least push for the division yeah, this year. Yeah. So, whether they expanded it to 12 teams or not, uh, hopefully wouldn't won't make a difference for the Jays this year, but uh, it is definitely a good way to to get more teams in the playoffs. You know, make a little bit more money for those those uh, bubble teams. You know, try and like you said, just try keep expanding this game. They got to keep growing it, right? I talked about the luxury tax last week, and Pete, you said that that was the big thing. I mean, you know, we'd we'd been talking about it, and they were, they were so far apart, so they ended up coming in at uh, 230 million for this year, and it can grow up to 244 million over the course of the CBA uh, before the penalties start coming in and so on and so forth. 
so there was obviously concessions there to make this work. And then the one big exciting news that we're going to see directly on the field is that pitchers will no, no longer be hitting in the National Woo! League as we will have a universal DH, which yeah. is pretty sweet. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There, there's literally like two, two or three pitchers that can hit the ball. And you know, like the anywhere past the mound type thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the one, yeah, the one big one plays in the AL. Yeah. So, you know, it just makes more sense. Get these pitchers, just let them focus on pitching. And, you know, instead now you don't have that out, you know, almost automatic out every time. Less injuries. Less injuries. Like, exactly. It's, uh, you don't want your pitcher running the bases. 100%. Like, that is the worst thing that they can fucking do. Or even getting beamed or Beamed, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, even if they make it on, now they got to run and, you know, run around the bases. If they're out there for a long time, they're not keeping their arm warm and, you know, that type of thing. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, a good thing this designated hitter um, across the board. Although it will stop some of the National League traits i guess if, if you will you're not going to see too many double switches anymore because you're not pulling that pitcher and you know pinch hitter but we don't want that guy as a as a defensive guy right now so we're gonna put this other guy in so you're not going to see uh, as much of that if any the national league is always because of that has always been a more uh managerial heavy league compared to the al the al's just go out there hit fucking bombs and be done that's what them. baseball yeah. should be <laughs> So did you, I haven't really looked into it a whole lot, but did you hear if they eliminated the, sh the shift? I heard that, but I didn't really read anything about it today. Okay. Um, and same goes for uh, the seven inning uh, double headers and the runner on second. I heard that was all going to be scrapped, but again, I didn't really read it that today at all. Um, now I wasn't looking for all of that info, but it didn't come across any of the uh, articles that I was looking through today. I, I hope that they, I don't like the seven ending doubleheader. So I'm glad if that's gone, I'm glad the shift. I mean, you're a pro fucking hitter. You should be able to hit the ball anywhere. Yeah. We've talked about this before. So it, it, obviously it hasn't changed your mind at least. And then it also takes, like you said, the NL is more managerial. Now, if you eliminate that shift, you take that out of their hands as well. Mm. So it's, I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so you, there's more offense. That, yeah. that, that's pretty, that's the sense of it. Right. So for sure. I'm with you on that. I, I, the thing is, though, like you said, like, a, do that. a guy should be able to hit Oppo, you know, when there's one guy on the left side or one guy on the right side, like you should be able to hit it. You know, I'm not telling you to crush it. You just have to bloop it in for a single, right? Like that's for sure. And if you keep beating them, then guess what? They don't fucking, they don't Switch. shift on you anymore. Right. So, I get it though. Like it's it's hard to it's easy to say you're a pro hitter and just hit it opposite field, but it's like it's it's hard enough to just get a hit. Like what's a what's a good average in baseball? Like three hundred? Three hundred. That's 300. three out of ten times you're getting a hit, the other seven you're not. It's like it's more times than not, you're not getting on base in baseball. It's just the way it is. And and the average or average for the average of MLB has been going down because everyone wants to hit home yeah. runs. So they try and lift the ball, fly ball. So they've been trying to go over the yeah. shift. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, like if you if you don't like it, don't go crying to the CBA agreement and saying this should be put in there, the rule that they, they can't have certain amount of players on the side of second. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Joey Gallo was one of those guys that was crying and moaning and, you know. Well, he only hits bombs. <laughs> and strikes out. And, and strikes out. <laughs> and strikes out yeah. he, he walks a bunch, but other than that, like, he doesn't yeah. – he, he's got a really bad average, like close uh, round 200. Yeah, it was kind of a stupid move for the Yankees last year, but anything stupid the Yankees do, I'm down for. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, on a scale from one to 10, how fucking happy are you that the boys of summer are back? I'm at an eight. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty happy. I'm glad there's not going to be any wasted J, J, young J's years here at all. Like, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy about that they got it, and we'll play 162 games. Like I know I always say, like there's too many games, but that was right too that they didn't cancel any because that's what I said yeah. in the prediction. Yeah. So I yeah. I'm a nine. I'm only a nine, not a ten, because Jesse was right and I was wrong, and that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, it's great that baseball's back. Yeah, for sure. I'm. Uh... I'm like a thirteen. <laughs> I'm so fucking jacked. This still, I just can't. Especially wait. with the Jays team uh, we have, right? Like a, a year lost of this would have fucking sucked. For sure. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Um, you know, super excited. I can't wait to go out and get my Springer jersey, uh, so that I can sport that for the first game that I go to, or I'll probably even wear it just the first game of the year, just because if I have it by then, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, super excited. Can't wait to get some uh, get some swings, watch some swings, and then personally too, I can't wait to hit the ball. Get, we're get, starting to get some nicer weather this week, so baseball's back, baby. And so pretty much as soon as the uh, CBA was signed, free agency started, spring training uh, started shortly thereafter. And so I just want to go over some of the larger, you know, the bigger name guys that are swapping teams and, you know, moving over to a, to a new club. So we've got uh, starting pitcher, Carlos Rondon. He signs with the San Francisco Giants two years at 44 mil. Uh, he was formerly playing for the White Sox. Yeah, yeah he signed for one year last year mm-hmm. and then made a decent buck because he had a great year. But yeah, for sure. What do, you, what do you think about that sign? I mean, it's a lot of money for a guy that, gets hurt i don't want to say he gets hurt a lot but it's like he when he was hurt what i can't remember exactly what his last injury was before uh getting back with uh the white Sox, but it was a major injury and it kept him out for a while but to me it just you know he's he's got this ceiling or had this ceiling when he was uh when he was fresh out of the gate yeah he was a huge prospect Mm -hmm. Uh, I, i think it's a bit of it's a bit more money than he's worth but if he can stay healthy that he's gonna help the giants you know, try and get back to where they were last year. So uh, overall, I think it's, it's a good pickup. I just, I just don't know if he's worth the 44 million. I think he is worth the 44 if he can stay healthy. Right. And which is what you just talked about. He only did 130 innings and that was the most he's ever done or 130 and some or something like that, but that's still a starting point. And he did dip in uh, velocity through the season and then near the end of the season he, when he got better or like healthy he he, he managed to get a, bring that below back up and i he's going to a big, bigger ball park so and he's a fly ball pitcher so that'll help him out huge yep uh he gets hit hard but he throws hard so kind of comes and goes with that so but it'll be if you if he's a fly ball pitcher there'll be more room for the outfield to get it and I think the Giants were smart on this. 
and he i think he's gonna be worth it as long as he can stay healthy he, like giants seem to be turning over people like crazy like kevin gosman which the the, the jays got uh he they turned his career kind of around uh anthony discofani who's gonna be starting there in the rotation as well kind of turned his, these are all guys that had like huge pedigree but they just couldn't put together via injuries or they just they're missing spot with uh, command and control but I think this is great for the Giants. It's a perfect place for Rodon to be. And we'll see after two years if he's going to even get a, a bigger pay hike. They should just go. Probably, it probably won't be the Giants. They but. should go full Kawhi with them. Just load management. You want him for the playoffs. Just You, want, you don't want to play today? No problem. <laughs> We're going to make the playoffs anyway. No big deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can do that with a starting pitcher, though. <laughs> And I mean, the guarantee for them to make the playoffs isn't, I don't think it's 100% in that division. So there's 12 teams now. That'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So. All right. So moving on, uh, shortstop Andleton Simmons signs with the Chicago Cubs one year, four million. Uh, there had been a lot of talk that the Cubbies were going to uh, take a stab at Carlos Correa. This kind of puts a dent into that, although it is only one year. So, but what are you going to do with, uh, with, with Simmons if you were to still get Correa? It's kind of a wasted, kind of wasted money, really. Um, I guess he could play third base. Um, I don't know if the Cubbies need a third baseman, though. And he could likely play second as well, I guess. But. Yeah, but uh, I think Nick Madrigal will be there. And um, Nico Horner, who, again, prospect, pedigree, right? So he, Is Horner an infielder? I thought he was an outfielder. I think he plays a bit of outfield as well. Okay. He, 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 he plays – he's kind of utility. Utility, at this point. yeah. Uh. Big one here, Clayton Kershaw. He resigns with the Dodgers, one year, 17 milli. He spent most of last year on the shelf as he was hurt for a lot of it. Uh, I I did read that he said he wouldn't have resigned if he wasn't healthy. So he's he seems to be uh, ready to go, and we'll see if he gets back to uh, typical Kershaw esque. Uh, I don't believe that at all. Which, anyway, you saying you turn down 17 million dollars just because you're not healthy? I'd take it and fucking live on the fucking list. <laughs> okay, next up, little signing for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. We signed starting pitchy UC Kikuchi. He came from uh, last team was Seattle. So Jay signed him for three years, $36 million. But this is, to me, it's a meh signing for the Jays. Uh, yes, it solidifies their back end of the rotation, but to, he, for me, he's a middle middle of the road type pitcher. He's not, you know, he is back end material, and that's pretty much it. You know, he has he's got like a you know a three point three career ERA, something in that range anyway. Uh, you know, including that it, you know would be including his Japanese uh, uh, league starts and all that jazz. But in the MLB, his ERA is just under five. And he is 15 and 24 career record. Now, yes, he played on Seattle. So that definitely has something to do with the record, but this guy just doesn't jump out at me as the savior of our back end of the, of the, uh, of the rotation. Although I do like the fact that we have five pretty fucking solid starters now um, with, with a couple other guys that are in the wings uh, in, in uh, stripling and, uh, Nate Pearson. So being the top five now, you got Kikuchi, Ryu, uh, Jesse mentioned Gossman, you have Barrios, 
Manoa. And Alec Manoa will be their top five guys. And in, in, in not in that order. No. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to pick up another lefty. Uh, so those top five starters there, you have two lefties, three righties, uh, which is always a good way to uh, to spread it out there. So what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Kikuchi coming to the Jays? I'm with you. I'm meh. It's kind of – it's a fair bit about money for a guy that's more or less unproven to me. And, like, he's got upside for sure. He's, he can strike out guys for sure, and that's always handy in the MLB. So, I get – it feels like they paid him for potentials, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of seeing. And he's, he's going to be there, hopefully – he, he turns it around like it's gonna be. It's a it's a smaller ballpark. The 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 Rogers Center compared to the mm-hmm. like I don't know what Seattle's called. Se- Seattle Park <laughs> <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> yeah, what's it called, bud? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking on that other challenge, we haven't said anything about it. So Pete was right. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I said it was for nothing. That was not true. Yeah. He got me. It was four. Yeah. So I should just shut myself or shut my mouth every time. It's okay. T- spewing. I do it. I do it. Especially stuff. I on, do it all the time. Uh, in the NFL. Maple it's fine. <laughs> I know that's like the easiest way I could get. Although I did get you on one in NHL, but it was more of a mess up on your part with the. I don't know what you said, but it was it was the Seattle crack, and you said something else. Well, nice man. I probably I probably got them Vegas. Bob no, guys. I probably got them Vegas where it was Seattle. Or something like that. Yeah, it was so, so I don't know what I don't remember what you said. I just knew that it was incorrect. <laughs> I, I got one in, it up. in NFL. <laughs> or in, in, in NHL. Yeah, so I'm 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 happy. I'm meh with this signing. Yeah. Well. So what's interesting for me here is what happens with Pearson. Like is is he gonna be a reliever now, at least for the time being, or is he gonna go to triple A? Neither, in my opinion. I think they're going to trade them. Ooh, so now that they have these top five guys, plus you got, you know, the six and seven in, in Stripling and, uh, and Pearson. Yes, they could just throw him in the, on the back end of the, of the pen. But I think that his, that his potential is still, it's still up there. But if you look at the, the top five guys that the Jays have, I don't think they're even going to give him a, a sniff at the starting rotation unless one of these guys get hurt. Which is obviously possible. Yeah, but. or if those guys struggle, like it's 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 a good luxury to have six starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I don't know if that I don't know if that's the case yet with with Pearson. But yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. So if they don't trade him, what do you think they do with him? Well, it's got to be back end bullpen for sure. Yeah, I would think like I think Romero's going to have that closer job, and he he'll be the setup guy. Yeah. And I've been saying this for a while when he came out because he kept getting injured and stuff like that. And just like, just put him in the pen, let him get some confidence, get him some experience within or more experience, I guess, in MLB because he, he gets hurt too much. So I think you got to start him off somewhere. And I, I think you roll with him as a setup guy. I don't want to trade him. Tell you the truth. I would rather not trade him too, but I have a feeling that we're, I'm going to get into that a little bit more uh, okay. in a few minutes here, but just, I just have a feeling. Um, now I just got a notification I'll just while we're uh, talking about some signings before I jump into the trades, Andrew McCutcheon just uh, was signed by uh, uh, Milwaukee. So old man Kutch is going to mill the Brewers uh, to hit in the, uh, the, with the brew crew. 
anyway, I don't know any details on that one because it literally just came up. So, uh, okay, so let's get into some trades. First one, Cincinnati Reds traded starting pitcher Sonny Gray and relief pitcher Francis Paguero to the Minnesota Twins for starting pitching prospect Chase Petty. I don't really have too much to say on this one, just that, uh, you know, Chase is a fairly high, you know, top 100 prospect. Where is he in the top 100? Because I've never heard of him. <laughs> no, see, I, th- I fuck. maybe he's not in the top 100. I, th- I thought one of, the artic- one of the articles I read today was said that he was, uh, he was in the top 100. Um, he, he is, the, I believe, the number one uh, prospect for the Reds. But I, I don't, I've never heard of him. Yeah, I really hadn't either. And, you know, between you and I in the last month, we've probably done a lot of research on these young guys because they're a fantasy league. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Sonny Gray, he's he's one of those meh starters. Uh, obviously, he can be pretty good. He can be very good. He has his uh, he has his moments and the twins are probably looking for some rotation stability and he he'll give them that stability. He's going to be you know, he's going to be consistent. I, I feel like, you know, he's not, he's not going to give you those uh, big time ups, big time downs, but um, he'll be consistent. And he'll be serviceable for the twins. I think he gives them big ups but, and like great American ballpark. It's, it's a tough ballpark to pitch in. I, again, I don't know Minnesota's <laughs> ballpark, but I would, I would think that it, it might be a little bit better to pitch in than, than the Cincinnati. And like I said, I don't know this guy, so I have a feeling that uh, Minnesota may have gotten – like, you think he's just serviceable. I think there's potential there for him, for sure. Um, he, had, he had some pretty good games with uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Speaking of New York, the dirty old Yankees made a trade. Boo. They, they got rid of dirty old <laughs> Gary Sanchez. <laughs> and shortstop third baseman Gio Urshela, who used to be a Blue Jay, and they traded them to the aforementioned Minnesota Twins. Going back to the Yankees, former Blue Jay, former American League MVP, former Blue Jay, third baseman Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, the bringer of rain, a catcher Ben Rortvet, and a third baseman prospect Isaiah Kinnear Falifa. Are going uh going to New York? I don't think he's a prospect anymore. I think he's he's he had enough service time last year. The new who's Isaiah? Isaiah uh, Kenner Falafel or whatever his name is. Falafel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that he is a he, he's not a rookie anymore. I don't know. I didn't uh, I didn't look that deep into his stats or anything. But how do you guys feel about JD? Going back to the American League East. That's not a funny tweet. So it was the guy saying, it's too bad he couldn't have come back to the Blue Jays. And our lineup really could have been Babe Ruth, Josh Donaldson, Vladdy, Biggio, but Craig, not Kevin. The joke being that he's past his prime. And uh, not a big deal for him to go to the Yankees. He's, uh, he's not the Josh Donaldson we once knew, which I think is probably the case. He's probably still a serviceable player. Definitely not an MVP caliber player anymore. No, but he definitely, definitely can still hit. Like, he can definitely definitely still bring the ring for sure. And his main thing is, is health. He, he struggles to stay healthy. 
but I, I it could be big for the Yankees as long as he can stay healthy. I don't see that happening because he hasn't been healthy. I can't remember the last year where he hasn't been on the aisle or last time. It is going to suck to see him in a Yankees jersey. Just not going to be nice. Yeah, I hear that. I'm still going to fucking chirp the fuck out of him for being a Yankee now. And, you know, he went to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's not really his fault. He got traded. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's signed there. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm still chirping him. Yeah. Well, of course. All right. And lastly, in trades, you know, this trade is fairly big, but it also, there's going to be trickle down effects here. So the Oakland Athletics have traded first baseman Matt Olson to none other than the Atlanta Braves. For center fielder Chris Impache, catcher Shea Langiers, uh, pitchers Ryan Kusek and Joey Estes. Now, Pache and Langiers are, are they, I, I wouldn't know if they were still technically called prospects. I think Langiers would be. I, Pache is still. Still technically? Yeah, he's, he's still uh, doesn't have enough uh, service time, I don't think. Um, but these guys are supposed to be pretty good in the future. Uh, so this is, you know, for, for Oakland, who probably isn't going to compete too much this year uh, to get some younger guys that, uh, you know, in a few years could, could step up big time for them. Uh, this actually works out good for them. I feel like Oakland dominated on this trade. They, they got a lot of players back here. I don't, I'm not sure about these uh, Cusack and Essies. I didn't uh, get a chance to look into them at all, but the big thing here about this trade is not who won or lost it, but it's where players are going to play. So the Braves now have two top end first basemen in Matt. Well, I guess they don't technically have two because easy Jesse. I see you smelling a shower. One's a free agent. (laughs) So what my question here is guys is Olsen goes to the Braves. What happens with Freddie Freeman? Let's go blue Jays. I mean, there's been talk of the Yankees being really interested. Dodgers. The Dodgers, which all makes sense because they get all kinds of fucking money. They just like to throw around. Uh, and then another team has been uh, the Jays thrown in there. He's but Canadian. It seems he is Canadian. Now, it seems that this this uh, trade all but ends the Freddie Freeman era in Atlanta. Because why would you trade for Matt Olson when, if you think or thought you could have re-signed one of the best first basemen in the league. They definitely could have re-signed him. He wants to stay with the Braves. That's what I thought too. I still think he does. I just think they just don't want to pay him. Mm. And it, and the problem is, is he's seeing all these this money from Dodgers and Yankees that have money, and they're like, "Come here, <laughs> I want you to come play for us." <laughs> like like it'd be it. It's not shocking that they're doing this to him, and then. Like Freddie Freeman is is one of the most dominant players in the MLB, I think, and I think you got to pay him that much if you want to keep him there, especially if he wants to be there. Yeah, like I don't know why you wouldn't pay the man. It doesn't make sense to me, but it, it is what it is. And it, like I don't know who's going to be playing the outfield for uh, the Braves now. I'm very curious on who's going to be. They, they got to make another trade, I think, because well, I thought Marcelo Zuna is back. Right, he was suspended last year for beating his wife. Uh, so he's well, so his domestic abuse. Maybe it wasn't his wife, but it was a domestic thing that he was suspended for. So he's back this year. Uh, eventually, you'll get Acuna back. Yeah, and then you got Adam Duvall, but 
I guess you could run with that, but it's still. Is it did Solaire sign somewhere else? I think we might have talked. He's, about he's this. a free agent still. He's a free agent. Because and Eddie Rosario is a free agent too. So like he's they're they're waiting to be signed elsewhere, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm just saying they're really, really uh, don't have a lot of depth there in the outfield right now. Until Acuna comes back, I don't know if um, Oakland won this trade or not. Because I like Matt Olson. I think he's a pretty good player. And he comes with tons of defensive respect. So you have that cover, and he had a pretty good year last year. So I I think Oakland sold high on him and did get a lot, but I don't know who exactly won this. It seems pretty fair for the most part. I'm not high on Christian Pache. Like, I have him in my fantasy league, and I'm not high on him. Like, he can – he's great defensively, but offensively, he's – it's – he has struggled in the MLB and then even in the minors, like he, he's been pretty good, but not like a superstar. So I, I think Atlanta did lose this trade simply because they could have had Christian Pache, Shea Langeliers, Brian Cusick, Joey Estes, and Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. But instead 100%. they traded all these guys for a different first baseman. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to put it, man, because they 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 had the inside track on Freddie, and that should have been the first guy you gotta try and get keep on your team, right? Like yeah. so now it wouldn't be necessarily a trade because Freddie's a free agent, but if Freddie were to come over to Toronto, and again, you said that he is a Canadian or part Canadian anyway. Um, so what does that wh- I mean he obviously plays first base. Right. So does Vladdy just go straight to DH and that's all he does? Uh, obviously, he would play some first. He'd like Freddie Freeman would get some DH time and they would, they would flip it out and Vladdy would likely play first when Freddie's on an off day, that yeah, type yeah. of thing. But with, with Vladdy's uh, current uh, fitness level, it's higher. You know, he's in even better shape this year than he was last year. And last year compared to 2020, it was a completely different animal uh, for his fitness level. So do you think that there's a chance that he goes back and played third base considering that we need a third baseman? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he knows who knows what the defensive level is going to be. Like he played pretty good first base, you know, we had seen him before, but he's got the arm to play third. No yeah. question we also that. haven't seen him in the shape that he's in trying to play third base. Playing third. Yeah. yeah, fair. He was a big boy when he tried to play third the first time. And it would be better if that would happen. Cause then you can roll with like maybe uh, Gritchick. With as the DH, yeah, or Teo or whatever, one of the outfielders. Teo is probably going to start. I would think. Well, I I don't know. I don't know who's better defensively, but I know I know that he was getting more starts. Teo was outfield than Randall. Yeah. When you're top, top in the league leaders on some of the major batting categories, right? You're going right. to be, you're going to be up there, whether your right. defense is shit or not, you're going to be out there in, in non, non high leverage spots for defense where you, you know, you bottom a nine and you got, you know, you need to have your top guys out there defensively. Then maybe, maybe he, and we did see that where Gritchick would come in in place of, uh, of Hernandez there. Deep it's also nice to have Gritchick too, to be a pinch hitter out there, there on the bench. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind Gritchick really. But yeah, I, I think the idea of what we're pitching here is correct with uh, 
Vladdy going over to third. It's just who knows if that if his defense will hurt the Jays. Who do you put at second then at that time? Bichette yeah. or Espinal? Who's going to be shortstop? Bichette. Oh, oh, Biggio, you said. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I think he said Bichette. All right. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Biggio, but that's just me. Uh, there's a couple guys in the pipeline for the Jays that might show up. Groshans might show up this year at some point, which would be nice. And he would take over third, I would think. Maybe. He is part of my uh, potential trade. So we do need a third baseman. A hot take. Here we go. A hot take <laughs> here. So we need a third baseman. Uh, we Obviously, we don't know about Freddie Freeman, so like we're not going to speculate that way. We'd love to see that, I think, even though it does – you know, kind of put Vladdy handcuffed a little bit. Um, so because we need a third baseman, I'm thinking you move a guy like when we, we now have excess pitchers. So you move a Nate Pearson, you throw in a Groshans and you're going to have to throw in a couple other players, you know, maybe whether they're be prospects or like a utility type guys, for a top end real third baseman, like a real one, you know, like not like, these guys that pretend, not a pretend like one, a real, real <laughs> high end fucking third baseman. Do you, and you have an it, example, like someone that you're looking at? Yeah, uh, Ramirez. I think that's his fucking name. Cleveland. Pretty sure that's who. Jose Ramirez. Uh, I got, obviously they're gonna have to add more to that package for that. But it, that's what I'm saying. Like I think with with the with Grosjean's is, is a good up and comer. That's it's and a decent package you're talking about. Like Pearson right, and Grosjean's is like 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 probably one of the if not the best third baseman. Right. So like there are like I said there are going to have to be other concessions where the Jays are going to have to make whether it be cash or uh, you know other some other players in the pipeline. It's not going to be a two a two or three player deal for one player. It's going to be like six for one player type thing. If they were to go that high end on a third baseman, that's aggressive. That's aggressive, but it they is super aggressive. The way I look at it, with signing Kikuchi for three years at thirty-six million dollars, that's a lot for your number five starter. That means that they are all in this year. So uh, the way I look at it is, they, they got to be continue that all in uh, mindset. You got to go get a real third baseman. And what other holes do we have then? Second base. Second that's base. that's fairly easy, easily fillable. I would say. You know, between Espinal, who plays great defense, you have Biggio, and, you know, who knows with uh, some other guys coming up, and, and, you know, they might sign a utility-type guy, like a Eric Sogard almost, where, you know, a guy that could easily fill that spot and might flourish type thing. So um, that's what I think they need to do. And I think with this this extra signing, Kikuchi allows them to move a guy like like Pearson. Although I don't want to see him go. If uh, we could get a, a Jose Ramirez, that would be fucking sweet. <laughs> or that caliber player anyway i like it i like it i like the all-in attempt. yeah that's that's I'm, how you I'm win championships with... yeah that's exactly it <laughs> yeah fuck the draft picks yeah. right jess <laughs> <laughs> fuck them picks i didn't think you're gonna go swing this high for when you're talking about the trade for or trading pearson away and i was like oh you you're probably right you probably need a little bit more yeah, you're gonna need more than that for Ramirez, but I don't, you don't necessarily have to go with the number one. But if you had like, if you got a top five third third baseman, still gonna be a high cost, but you know, might work out. To, and it, it would depend on what the other team needs too, right? Like, so. Well, Cleveland 
are, are really good at turnaround um, pitchers, so they probably could do that with Pearson. Mm. And then Groshen's leaving kind of sucks, but he, he hasn't really proven enough. But he ha- he's been out of baseball for a little bit. He played last year. He, he definitely has some power, but it didn't show a lot in the minor leagues there. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We might even get an MVP season out of somebody on the team. We just don't know. We have an MVP coming up, though, in just a second. This week's MVP was tough. It was hard to decide this week. Yeah, it was. We had a new all-time leading goal scorer in men's football. We had some never-before-done feats, or feat, I guess, in the NBA. We had the all-time winningest coach in the NBA. And we have the third most goal scored ever in the NHL. How do you decide between those? Well. Simple. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what. So. We have, for the first time ever in PNP history, write it down, kids, four MVPs all in one week. Whoa. Whoa is right. So we just couldn't decide. This was a big week for MVPs. So first of all, Cristiano Ronaldo with 807 goals, etched his name in the record books as professional football's all-time leading scorer, surpassing Ostro Czech. Yosef Bissan with 805. And then we have LeBitch. Oh, yeah. LeBron James wrote a new chapter Sunday night against the Phoenix Suns, becoming the first NBA player ever to reach 30,000 points, 10,000 boards, and 10,000 helpers. That's a lot of triple levels. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's impressive for sure. I don't like it. I don't like it, but it's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, none of us, none of us like it. <laughs> I don't mind it. Shut up, Jesse. No, I, it's great. You, you don't want people to fail, even though you don't like the guy. I mean, you do it little. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps proving you wrong, though. That's the thing. Oh, there's yeah. no question about it. He's one of the greatest basketball <laughs> yeah. players of all time. There's no yeah. question about it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a but bitch. But he will always be the bitch. <laughs> That's not all on the hard court. Uh, Greg Popovich is now the NBA's all-time leader in regular season. After the Spurs beat the Jazz 104-102 at home on Friday. 73-year-old entered the day tied with Don Nelson for first with 1,335 wins. And he already owns the NBA's coaching win mark including the playoffs, with 1,526. So, wow, that's a, a lot yeah, of Ws. That's yeah, a lot for Bob coach. and for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he had like a huge record, too, of making like the playoffs for like, like two decades almost. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Tim Duncan helped. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mike Parker, <laughs> yeah. Manu Ginobili. Yeah, Manu. And last, and probably least, actually, 
because uh, everyone else is first. He's only third. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but Alexander Ovechkin ties Yaromir Yager for number three on the NHL's all-time goal scoring list with 766, scoring twice against the Flames on Tuesday. You guys all you guys all know who number one is. Do you know who number two is? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse. Gordy Howe. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Hockey. Gordy Howe. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh so I guess Ovi had like a wide open net to uh to tie it and it must have been to tie, yeah. And and he missed it. And so Yager, like, I guess he must have FaceTimed him or something, and he was chirping him for missing a wide open net. <laughs> and like, so it's, you know, it's Yager. You got old man Yager who's got to be, I don't know, 50, <laughs> a late 40s anyway, and still still playing, oh, and, yeah. you know, and, and just just chirping Obi for uh, for missing this <laughs> open net. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Um, but evidently he uh, you know, – scored those goals and ended up yeah. tying them anyway. So yeah, that's so a big, that extra motivation. It's sure. a big time Yager move too. That's, that's, uh, that's on point. Yeah. So this is yeah. too many. What has he got? Like another, is it 40 more? No, it's, yeah. it's, it's, th- it's 35 more to how 35 to get how. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is for sure obtainable. Yeah. Next season, they'll probably get there. Yeah. And then the, the big then, one, who knows? That's a tough yeah. one. I'm pretty sure I said he would get there. Yeah, I think, I think a while back we had we had talked about this, and as long as he stays healthy, right? So, yeah, Gretz will be tough. Yeah. Speaking of Gretzky, he was at the game yesterday. Yep, he was. So, so I wish I was there. Was there. Doug and G Clark. was there. Yeah, Wendy was there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, good times. Jealous. Yeah, should be. I'm jealous of these guys too. These four athletes slash coaches uh, just breaking records, writing their name in history. So to these boys, Ronaldo, LeBitch, Pop, and Obi, cheers to you boys. Cheers, cheers. MVPs. And with that, why don't we roll into what's going on with the quarterbacks in the NFL? All right. Well, a few carousels happening this year. That's kind of been the thing the last couple of years. NFL, a bunch of QBs going to different de- destinations, but one isn't. Aaron Rodgers will remain a Green Bay Packer. Boo. Green. Now, <laughs> I second that boo. Well, Peter, you, you you don't want him going to the the AFC. I would love to see him just leave the Packers. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I would love him to leave the Packers too. But he, uh, there was a report that he had signed a four year deal worth twenty million dollars. Two hundred million. Uh, he just two hundred million. Yeah, two hundred million. Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, 153 was guaranteed, 153 million, and he disputes it. He says that is not the contract I have signed. He said he hadn't even signed a contract yet. Uh, I don't know the numbers yet. Still haven't heard what the numbers are. So we're going off of this. I'm sure it might not be this exact number, but it's going to probably be around this. 
and this is going to help levy the cost going in next there this year because he's got a cap hit of 400 and no 46 something million uh so it's probably just going to push the can down the road or kick the can down the road like the rams did that all the time these guys are doing it they did have to cut a few guys uh, Zadarius Smith, I believe, was cut, and then Preston Smith was cut. Zadarius, for sure. I saw that yeah. one. Well, I think they were thinking of doing Preston as well. So those are huge because those are defensive guys for Rodgers, and the defense was great last year for the Green Bay Packers and great in the playoffs. But Aaron Rodgers couldn't do shit in the playoffs. Another guy. <laughs> Another guy that uh, for the Packers, they is he's a, a free agent this year is Devontae Adams, and he was put underneath the franchise tag because they couldn't get a deal together. Franchise tag is going to be roughly twenty million, uh, and he's saying that he doesn't want to play underneath it. He wants to get a deal in place, especially after Christian Kirk got like twenty-one million per year. Uh, that's crazy. Just, just, just to clarify, is Devontae Adams better than Christian Kirk? <laughs> much better. <laughs> much, much better. But that's the thing is typically uh, or guys, free agents that get to free agent and signing, they just get paid a bunch of money because the team doesn't see uh, a lot in them, right? And good players stick around, which is what the Packers are trying to do with Devontae Adams. So they need to strike a deal by July 15th or else he'll just receive that franchise tag uh, as an LA obligated to come to any of the mini camp training camp or any other team workouts until he signs the tender. So he's technically still a free agent, but he can't talk to anybody. So my question to you guys is, do you think they get a contract for Adams or do you, if, if not, does he play underneath the franchise tag? I think they'll probably get it done. Um, like if, I don't know, if he's coming out and saying, I'm not going to play under the franchise tag and they brought Aaron Rodgers back and he's, what is he, 36, 37 years old now? Maybe more? I think he's going to be turning 38 this year. Like he don't have a lot of time left as Aaron Rodgers. Not everybody's Brady. So I'd be surprised if he didn't want to play this year with the reigning MVP can, uh, winner. And uh, and yeah, and and try to try to win a championship. But uh, who knows? Maybe he won't play under the franchise tag, like he says. I think he probably will if it comes to that. But maybe he'll stick to his guns. But I think they get a deal done anyway. Yeah, I think I think they probably still will get that deal. You know, like I said, if if Rogers is signed for that, you know long term uh, four or five years whatever in that 200 million dollar range it obviously uh you know shorthands the the rest of the cap uh, when you're trying to pay these other guys but this is a guy that you can't let walk Um, now i realize that they're trying not to with the franchise tag um, but if he's saying hey i'm not going to play under it then you might as well um pay the man well you either pay him or you move him right now that's another thing is they could they could uh, trade them mm-hmm. if they can't come to an agreement, right? Because they are <clears> – <throat> they well, I don't know what their cap 
look looks like right now, but they were over the cap before these deals were all done. So get it getting underneath the cap. They got a they've cut some people. Hopefully that's obviously gonna help. And then there has been those things where they franchise tag people and then trade them later in the season because one, they can't get to a deal, or two, they they want to get something for them, right? I would have to assume that they get a contract in there because they don't have any other receivers there. Yeah, exactly. They got a couple of decent running backs. Uh, their tight end was I got I think got hurt last year. I don't remember. Is it Tunyon? Is that the tight end? Mm-hmm. Robert Tunyon. Yeah, and he got hurt last year, and he was he was all right. He wasn't he was solid, but the rest of the receiving core not so much. So I I think that they gotta either they will get a deal done. They can still just have him on a franchise tag, and then he just doesn't play and loses a year. But I yeah. doubt that will happen. Yeah, me too. How useless of a draft pick was Jordan Love been? Like you know, you I realize that you have a franchise quarterback, and he's you know this guy's gonna sit behind him and sit behind him and sit behind him, but now loves. Like maybe not his prime, but he's you know his you his losing age and hasn't stepped foot on the field for much more than we played for the he played for the game last year, right? For he started when A Rod had COVID. Okay, but yeah, and he didn't look good. (laughs) And the defense played played great that game too, and they had a chance to beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, I guess he's still pretty young, but. Yeah, but still, you're I, still wasting. You know, like this is a guy for me. I think you could probably trade him and get something for him, and then you could pick up a guy like uh, a red rifle to back up. Red uh, rifle. Well, I mean, you know, or a Nick Foles to back him up because he doesn't miss games. Arod does not miss games, right? Yeah. So he's been hurt before. Yeah, he's, but got a, he's had a couple pretty big injuries, but he's not Carson Palmer. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> the guy is out every other fucking game. Like, so uh, I, I feel like they they could have definitely, if they were to move Jordan Love, it might help them in other ways. But then you definitely have to have some other serviceable backup. And I don't think that's hard to find uh, in the NFL. I, I hear a guy named uh, uh, Fitzmagic is, is available. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, things like that. Like, I realize that they're older guys, but. Um, that's what uh, backups are typically. That's exactly. So, I just hope that when Rodgers does leave Green Bay, that they have to suffer through some bad quarterbacking for a while. <laughs> like they've had it too good. Well, this is how they set up the last one, right? Was yeah, Rodgers exactly. high and far for? I don't remember how many years. But it wasn't that long, Jordan. I don't think. I think it's close to what Jordan Love had is at right now. What's he at? How long has he been riding the pine? So it says on NFL.com he's got two years of experience, Jordan Love. So this is be a thing. Yeah, okay. A couple of years, yeah. So, and I think that was like the same thing with uh, yeah, with Rogers, yeah. So e- either way, it might be good for them, might be not. I I thought after this contract, he would at this point. Yeah, I could see him definitely being traded. And who knows what happens. Again, we'll see next year with A-Rod thinking retirement because this was definitely discussed or, or considered at least by Rodgers was was uh, retiring. I mean, after signing 
potentially for four years. My guess is that he's not going to retire next year, uh, you know, after the next season, but who knows, Probably. right? Injuries, you know, his body could, you never know. They could start breaking down big time next year, right? And then, then maybe he's like, no, I can't do this anymore, but. Yeah. And what does retirement even mean in the NFL? It's fucking last, like... Not a whole fuck of a lot, apparently. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, okay. Like you said, we'll get to that. So we'll, we'll get to another top end quarterback. Uh, Russell Wilson is traded to the Broncos, Mr. Unlimited. He is quite the swap here. A lot. I, I thought it was a lot, but he is, he is a lot more pedigree than what we saw with the Stafford trade last year. So the Broncos agreed to have a uh, trade for Drew Locke who was – they drafted him, and he played a couple games last year. But Teddy B was the main starting quarterback there. And then tight end Noah Fant. He's a former first-round tight end. And defensive lineman Shelby Harris, who is – he's an all right guy. He's pretty good. He's solid for sure. He's a little bit older. And then this also includes the two first-round draft picks, the ninth overall – in this season, or 20, 2022's draft, and then 2023, two second round picks, and 2022 and 23, and a fifth round selection to the Seahawks for Wilson, and Broncos get Wilson and the fourth round, 2022. So, like I was saying, the Rams gave up for Stafford, who is not as proven as Russell Wilson. So they're paying a lot for the name and everything like that. So you got a guy that's going there. They're getting a bunch of players. They're getting more than what the Rams had given up because they gave up golf, two first rounds and a third for Stafford. Who, with that knowledge, who do you think won this trade? Well, I have one simple question to answer that. Would it surprise you if the Broncos won the Super Bowl this year? They're definitely a Super Bowl contender now. Would it surprise me? Yeah. I It would surprise me. Because it is a first-year head coach there, Nathaniel Hackett, it would be pretty impressive for them to go all in, which they are going for, and for a rookie head coach to get him to the Super Bowl and win it. I would be surprised. Like I say, there's there's still there's still Super Bowl contenders. I'm I agree with that completely, but there's a lot of uh, uh uncertainty for me. Yeah. And they have like he's signed for a couple of years too, right? With Wilson. I think he I think he's got this year and then the next year. So it's kind of like he's almost the exact same as uh, Stafford. He had two years left when they had made that trade. Yeah. So, so it's roughly like that's what makes gauging this like this trade from last year to this year so comparable. Yeah. And it obviously worked out for the Rams. Yeah. Um so I I think realistically in this case I think both teams won this trade. I think the Broncos got right in the thick of contention for a championship, which is what you play the game for. And I think the Seahawks were not there. 
So they unloaded their franchise quarterback and they got a haul for him. So they're going to go into a rebuild. They're already in it. And this is what you want. You want all kinds of picks and futures in your rebuild. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense for both teams. And I think, I think they both want it. I think it's, it's good for both teams. I mean, like Pete Carroll says that they're, they're just retooling. They're not. So, Pete so Carroll, that, Pete Carroll's what, wrong. <laughs> uh, he, he's a bit of a goof, but you could also argue too, like they might go for another quarterback. In the draft, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Well, next, but he it might be Deshaun Watson that they might be going for. Uh, see, I wouldn't do that. Just, uh, it's hard to say, you know. Like the, the Seahawks have a couple good wideouts. You know their defense is. I mean, well, they just lost Bobby. White I know, which it was ridiculous. I don't know. I don't understand why they don't pay him, man. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. But unless. Unless they are um, rebuilding as opposed to retooling, because for me, if you're just retooling, that's the guy you got to keep. Um, of course, yeah, they, they, he didn't even know that he was released until he yeah. saw the news. Yeah, which they is didn't horrible. give him a fucking <laughs> phone call. No, like he's played played there for like ten years and and nothing. Like that's that's horrible. Um, he might be signing with the Rams though, which I would love. <laughs> he's an LA native, so he. he may I mean, you know, take a discount. And with the Broncos here, it's a possibility that Von Miller goes back. He's been talking about well, uh, yeah, running not running it back with them, but going you know going back to them. So, yeah, that definitely yeah, been, solidifies their defense a little more too. So, yeah, he was there's a couple of tweets like, "Do I go with 58 or 40?" Yeah, and then there was also another one that the the, the elevation I can't remember the number, but there was the elevation of what was uh, in Denver. Oh yeah, yeah, that he posted. So, so. I, I think that. I think the Broncos won this trade now. Uh, I think the Seahawks, depending on their picks, of course, they will probably come out in the long run to have won this trade uh, unless Russ can take uh, take the Broncos to take them to multiple Super Bowls. They don't necessarily need to win them, but you got to get there, right? Like that, And that's the whole – I mean, obviously you want to win, but the big thing is to get into that game. So, um, you know, but they've got – they are going to be pushed up into that group of favorites, but they got a. There's a tough road in the AFC to get to. There's the a Super tough Bowl. road in that division, right? Exactly. So, you know, not not to say that it's easy in the NFC. That it's not by any stretch, but there's it's a way lot easier. of these younger <laughs> fucking superstar QBs in in the AFC that it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough for sure. I mean, are the Broncos better than the Chiefs? Are they better yes. than the Bills? you know well okay i thought you're talking about divisions but i that's the thing is i don't think they're the best team in that division so i still think it's the chiefs yeah which means that they're they're gonna be fighting likely for that wild card spot right and they one of the other teams is is uh the chargers who just bolted their fucking defense huge yeah <laughs> and trade. like a, a big trade they just signed jason jackson i mean i don't like it but it is what it is what are you gonna do right like i'm just glad i bought that. a fucking $30 t-shirt jersey and not a $150 real jersey. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time though, like they didn't get a whole lot for them. No, they didn't, which But that's 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 the problem with like these quarterbacks are getting ridiculous amounts for trades and a, a former defensive player of the year was it a second round and did they get another or did they have to send something with with Mac? 
remember offhand. I've already put it out of my mind. <laughs> so upset. <by> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, so I think, I think, you know, Pete, I kind of agree with you, or they both kind of won it. I just think that, uh, you know, it makes more sense that the Broncos won now. And I think that depending on those picks, the Seahawks are going to win. Uh, later obviously the number nine overall is huge if that turns out to be anybody in significance then i would say that uh, the seahawks might have won this um i kind of feel bad for noah fant though he's still getting the ball from drew lock so <laughs> i know he really has never had a qb there for him so and he's a you could almost argue like that's three first round picks because he mm-hmm. was a first rounder so yeah he, three ones and two twos that's that's a lot yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I know we don't really think much of Locke. He's, he's. I don't think he's going to be much more than a, a backup. Yeah. Um, I think, and I hate to say this because I hate the sea the, the Seahawks. <laughs> I think they may have won this, depending on what they do further. If they go and, like I was saying, get Watson or, or, uh, I guess that's really the only other QB that's looking to get traded. Um. I, I thought they gave up a lot. Denver, yeah. But he has proven talent. But the problem with him also is he's getting older. Yeah. And he's one of, he's almost going to be the most sacked quarterback ever. Now, he hasn't really been hurt. He got hurt last year because – and it was a fluke accident. He literally hit the top of Donald's helmet and his finger yeah. fractured or whatever it was, it broke or something like that. So he couldn't even grip the ball. So like it was, it was a freak accident and he, who knows what would have happened if he had been in for the rest of those games. But he also ha- has been getting a lot of negative reviews from coaches and players, former players. And even Metcalf said he wasn't a huge fan of Russell Wilson. So his leadership's called into question as well but he is still a pretty good player. But I think with this, his age, he can't do what he usually does and runs around and then chucks a moon ball and it lands right in the bread basket of his receiver. Like he's like the best at those moon balls, but I, I think he can't be running around anymore, especially since like being in the NFC West for so long, he took a lot of hits from a lot of good defensive players. He is going to have to change his game. And I think he's going to have to become more of a pocket passer and more on rely on timing routes and getting the ball out quick. And he's got tons of wide receivers there. He's got uh, the Jerry Judy, uh, Sutton, and Tim Patrick. And then I think KG Hamler, who was, who was a, a top pick as well. So he doesn't have a tight end. He's got Albert O, who showed up a little bit last year. I can't pronounce his last name, so just, everyone just calls him Albert O. But he's uh, he's got lots of offensive weapons. Good, got a good defense there. Now Fangio's gone, so who knows how good that defense is going to be now, but there's still a lot of decent players there. So this team is built to win. He's in another tough, tough division. I would say now that Russell's gone from the NFC West and he's in the AFC West, he that is probably the best division in football right now. So it's he's going from one hard location to right to another one. Mm-hmm. So I it'll be interesting, but I right now I think Denver gave up a little bit too much, but we'll see. So we were talking about Watson. Uh this week he was it was a grand jury declined to indict Watson 
following a police investigation that sparked the lawsuits filed by the 22 women who have accused him of sexual assault and harassment. So this is a huge win for Watson, not for the rest of everyone else involved. Uh, this will potentially get him traded for sure now. Uh, the Saints and the Panthers have made offers to Houston. Uh, I think they're going to be Watson going to be sitting down with both the execs on those teams. So we'll see where he goes there. Uh, he can still be suspended because there's still civil lawsuits going on. It just there's not going to be a criminal lawsuit. So he could still be suspended or put on the exempt list, and that'll definitely factor in what the teams are going to be trading for him. So what do you think these teams will need to, to get Watson? I mean, probably quite a bit. You probably won't be as much as Russell Wilson there, um, but I would think that you're going to have to return a shitty quarterback uh, back to Houston, which both of those teams have. Um, and then it's going to be some picks, you know, probably, you know, maybe – maybe a one or two and, uh, and then the shitty quarterback, you know, I mean, he's kind of, it's not that he's unproven Watson. We just haven't seen him in a, in a whole, you know, in a whole year. That doesn't mean that he hasn't been keeping in shape and has, still hasn't been throwing footballs, but uh, it, you know, when we talk about game shape is, you know, is he going to be in game shape and how long is it going to take him to get into game shape? Will he be ready? Like, let's say he gets moved in the next couple weeks and he's on that new team. Then he should theoretically have lots of time through his, um, not spring training, but uh, training, training camps and workout and all that <laughs> shit. And so, I mean, would he be, you know, fully up to speed? Uh, you know, A, he's got to do the physical stuff, and then he's also learning a new system potentially, depending on where he goes. And um, But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, a player or two, it, it's going to likely have to be a QB on the way back, and then probably a one or a two. Uh, and you're, it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. You just, you really, do you know what you're going to get out of him just because he's been out for that, that year? I just don't know. My confidence isn't super high with his, his playing and I, we know what he can, what he can do, but what will he do after sitting out for a year? Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if they'd get that much for him. Like if let, let's, let's assume he is exactly in the same shape that he was when we last saw him play. And he comes into whatever team he's on, and he plays the same way. Is he a top ten quarterback? Easily. Easily. I mean, it would be tough. It would be tough to say easily, but he he would probably be. I guess. I guess maybe I'm just going on recency bias because we haven't like you Ocean said we haven't seen him in a year. So, but he he was definitely a top ten quarterback before this. Uh, there's a lot more new young guys that have been playing really well. Yeah. Um, I think you got to look at it like you're saying, Pete, like they, he's not going to be as much as, um, as Russ because he's got that, he could be suspended still. Yeah. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of baggage. Yeah. Tons. Yeah. So I don't don't know if he is top 10, like he's probably fringe top 10, I would say. And that's if he's at the same, uh, same caliber he was when he last played. Like it's it, you can get up to ten guys pretty quick when you start going through the list of good quarterbacks in this league. Like some of these younger guys have really like filled out the top five and pushed the 
guys like Russ and and like Dak and whoever else. Is he better than Dak? 100%. I would say he's 100% better than Dak. Okay. So. Yeah, like, so I saw a, uh, an Insta post. It was probably earlier today. And they had kind of put the tiers of quarterbacks out there. Uh, and the, the first tier that they called elite was um, Mahomes, Rodgers. Rogers was in there. Tom wasn't on the list because he wasn't. Uh, he retired. He wasn't. Yeah, he, he was retired. We'll get to that in a minute. He was retired at the time. Uh, I think there were six of them. And Deshaun was one of the ones that they had in the top tier. Uh, as an elite quarterback now uh, you know is he top five no way zero maybe chance. maybe not <laughs> with sitting out the year but could he become top five uh th- this coming season it's definitely possible oh i don't think sure. so man is he better than like herbert i think so yeah i think probably. he I, I, I think he can definitely be better than herbert herbert still hasn't even made the playoffs yeah but he okay but he like don't he, get me wrong, like like that that the Chargers were still great offensively. It was their defense that shit the bed for them last year. But their defense also played really good at the beginning of the year. And then near the end they fell apart. But he's still got a there's there's a couple mistakes that he still makes here and there. And that might be more on the coach too, because they went for a fourth down all the time. Like just take a field goal here or there, kind of thing like that. So yeah. it, it's 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 tough to for me to really tell like i i agree with you herbert is could be in that top five but i think it's we need to see more of him yeah and we need we need to see him winning yeah but you got you got you got rogers mahomes you got burrow you got um allen i don't know who lamar, you're lamar jackson's still jackson, up in there. like herbert Russ, like Russ. there's there there's a lot of guys. Like I get what you're saying, but before, so this is almost going on like two years, right? Before this, he was considered a top ten easily. Yeah, top ten, yeah. But it, then again, this is whatever a year or two ago, and without all the baggage. So I don't know. I don't think he's worth really all that much. You'd probably get, I'd say, one first for him. Really. But I think that's probably maybe let me that first. And like Josh said, a fucking shit quarterback going back the other way. But I think that's about it. Because there's a lot. There's red flags there, man. There's tons of red flags. And that's definitely a big consideration with these teams. Um, but, again, it's probably going to go to the highest bidder. And although I think, I think he has a no trade clause. So he can just pretty much – he has to wave it to the team that he wants to go to. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's I mean, that makes it even least... worse. What do you mean? That should make the return worse for Houston. True, you're right. It's definitely going to be more difficult uh, bargaining at that point. Yeah, I think it's going to take at least two two first. Still, he's super young. He signed to a large contract. You're going to have him for a bunch of years. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to take minimum two and some couple players maybe. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely think that uh, I definitely think he's going to get traded. And I definitely think he, cause he's going to, he's going to be at least two first. It'll be interesting to see. For sure. 
So another quarterback, Carson Wentz, was traded to the Commanders. Commander Carson there. <laughs> or there's another uh, uh, Pat McAfee called him Kamikaze Carson. <laughs> now that he's on the Commanders. Nickname is Commies, but yeah. Because he, uh, and it's more about his play because he goes for every little blade of grass at each play. He doesn't take a playoff and he will make a huge mistake or get hurt, puts his body on the line constantly just to get to make a play. And in the NFL, you got to learn to take those, to not try and get win every play. Yeah, throw the ball away, that type yeah. of thing. Throw the ball away take, or take a sack and just go down and don't get hurt kind of thing like that. Uh, that is, he's always trying to wiggle out of sacks or just throw the ball up, trying to make a play. And that's why uh, he he's not, he's being traded one year with the Colts, with his the quarterback coach that helped him a bunch, which is Frank Wright, who's the head coach now at the Colts. And like, if you look at his numbers, he had a pretty solid season. Very, very solid, but it was there's a lot of plays that in between that were just terrible. Like you, you have to watch the tape to see how bad he actually was. He couldn't beat Jacksonville to get into the playoffs. That right. was that was a fucking death certificate. You just gotta beat Jacksonville and you're in the playoffs. You couldn't do it. Executed. I mean, well, the, you can argue the same thing with the Bills. They needed to beat them, and they would have fucking – I think they would have been the first to – at the time, at least, they would have been in the first seed in the AFC had they had they won that game, and they lost. So, you know, any given Sunday, as Kevin would say, right? So it's, you know, <laughs> it's a tough one, man. That's that's tough. Yeah, the, Jacksonville was spoilers for sure. Uh, it, it, it's pretty interesting that they beat those teams. And, like, even against – the last game of the year where they, they should have won a hundred percent. It's also a rival game too. So that definitely comes as, uh, or changes the, what the outcome could be because rivals always play tougher against each other, especially if you're the lesser team, I think. And Jonathan Taylor was, was not good in that game. Now he's got a good line. So he, he he's got to make stuff happen, but Jacksonville ball. And, they made Carson try and beat them, which Carson didn't have a whole lot of like receiving weapons there. Like Ty Hills or T Y Hilton, Ty Hill. T Y Hilton wasn't, uh, was hurt a lot this year and wasn't good. Pittman was his best option. It's pretty good there, but he didn't have any, a whole lot of receiving threats there. I mean, he's never really had a number one wide receiver in his entire career. You don't think Alshon Jeffrey wasn't one. I mean, he was definitely at the end of his career. Like, you know, he's on the downslope at that point. Um, he was hurt a lot in Philly, for sure. But I think you can, at the time, you can consider him a number one receiver. But, and he also had huge tight ends there. You, you yeah, know, he did have like, hurts, hurts. Yeah. So, he, like, maybe not a lot of options compared to, like, someone like the Rams. Like, the Rams have tons of wide receiver options. And even by the end of it, they were all falling down. Like, like everyone was getting hurt. So, yeah. you definitely need and that was the thing too in philly like the one year that their receiving threats were just getting hurt all the time and they were reaching for a lot of people that were on practice squads and stuff yeah. like that so it's yep. so it, it could be huge like he's going to go to washington as terry mclaurin 
that's a huge name. I don't even know anyone else there because Jordan Reed play tight end there. Who? <laughs> Jordan Reed. I think he no, might still no. play tight end, no? No, he doesn't play. It was Logan Paul there last year. That's right, Logan Paul, yeah. Yeah. Or look, not Logan Paul. That's the boxer. Logan. Yeah, that's that's Jake Paul's brother. Yeah. Logan. <laughs> or may, maybe it might, it might be his name. I can't remember, but it's Logan something. I thought it was Paul. It might be. I but can't remember. I don't remember think the it's account. the YouTuber. Like it's... No, it's not. No, obviously not. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's it, it, whatever. He, he was, he was all right. Nothing special. Logan there. Thomas. Logan Thomas. There we that's go. That's yeah. We talk about Logan Paul too much. Yeah, for sure. Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Fucking losers. <laughs> he was Jake Paul was back in the news again. He wants to fight uh Who Ray. cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, but he wants to do it in M- MMA. Yeah, of course. He can he do whatever he wants. He's still gonna yeah. get his ass whooped. Like again, he's he's challenging a guy that's smaller than him. Like obviously he has way more experience, but he's way smaller. McGregor is way smaller. So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Not Getting off topic. Boxing or UFC today. Well, let's yeah. talk about the three point line, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, on that, so uh, Jackie Moon, I don't know if you guys saw, he was, uh, you know, Jackie Moon is from the fucking uh, from, semi uh, pro. Semi pro, yeah. For the, the, he played for the Tropics. Anyway, so he made a uh, yeah he made a random uh, guest appearance at a uh, Warriors game, and he was out there shooting some some balls and warm up and whatnot and having a good. Did time. he have the fro on too? Oh yeah, he had the whole get like the whole thing. He had this the uni and everything, and he hit one from the logo. Nice. And and of course that brought Kev out saying, "Well, if fuck Will Ferrell can hit it from the logo, <laughs> you definitely got to move the three point line back." <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's uh, just maybe Willie Farrell can ball. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's no Adam Sandler. Maybe he is. Who knows? Uh, still, see a celebrity uh, pickup game. Celebrity. Do, I don't. Do they still do that at the All Star game? The celebrity, the celebrity game. They used to. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't I no see idea. anything about it this year. But I hundred percent. I remember the one because I remember Jeannie Bouchard played. In the in the uh, celebrity all star charity game or whatever, and Kevin Hart played. Was she looking fine when she played? I mean, it'd be awesome to see Bouchard block Kevin Hart. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she could for sure. (laughs) Uh All right, so just back to the Commanders and and Carson here. So what they gave up was. I thought I thought it was a lot for Carson at least. So they acquired them in exchange for a 2022 third round pick and a 2023 third round pick, which will could convert to a second round pick based on Wentz's snap totals. And then they also swapped second round picks this year. So now what did uh do you remember what Indy gave up to get him? For it was a first rounder and something because and that was another conditional. Yeah. Uh, one he had a he had a play over a certain amount of snap counts uh-huh. or a percentage of that, and this one's the same thing. Uh, there was a couple times like he was hurt, like he would like both like bad ankles, and he still went out there and played. Like I'm shocked the Colts didn't say nope, 
we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep our pick. Thank you very yeah, much. We're gonna, we're gonna keep it down to a second round pick or whatever it was what, uh, when they trade for it, but it was definitely conditional. And yeah, that, that's gone to Philly. So Philly's got like three first round picks this year. So good for them. And they they made the playoffs, so they definitely made the right call there. So do you think this is the last chance for Carson to revive his career? Yep, hundred percent. I mean, it depends what you mean, like. To actually make something of his career, yeah. To just linger in the league and continue as a journeyman kind of quarterback, I think you can fail and watch. Oh, yeah. Get this is his off. last chance as a starting position, in my opinion. Right. That's what kind of more or less I'm, I'm yeah. getting at. Like, so. yeah, he could be, uh, like you said, he can be the backup guy and come in and, you know, fill the role while Buddy is hurt. And he would be half decent doing that when your starter is hurt. As long as, as long as you're, you know, if and when he becomes a backup, as long as it's the same style as a starter, like you're, you know, when you have a, a quarterback, like a, a running quarterback, and then you have a guy sitting behind him, that's a pocket quarterback, it changed your whole fucking scheme. And yeah. it, it makes no sense to me and why you would bring in a, a backup when it's completely opposite of your, of your starter. Um, so as long as in that case was the same, you know, we're talking down the road here. Um but yeah, I think this is his last opportunity as a starter. However long his contract is, that's that's it. Unless he lights it up, and then you know, in that case, then you would assume that that the uh, commies would want to hang on to him and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and carry on. But I have my doubts with this guy, and I have my doubts. I mean, like it's awesome to see him going back to the NFC East, and then he gets a couple of revenge games against Philly. Yeah, that'd be interesting to watch. But I, I think even if he not necessarily blows it, but continues to play the way he's played with Washington, I think he'll still have a starting gig in this league. Like, there's a lot of teams, and there's not that many quarterbacks. Like, the, the quarterbacks are top-heavy right now. I'm pretty sure, like, they're the, – the, I get what you're saying. It is top-heavy, but the league has saturated a bit. Like, there's, I, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. I, yeah, I think at the top, but not there's not 32 of them. I don't think there's 32 guys better than Carson Wentz. There's never that. Everyone's every year. Everyone there's always going to be a loser, right? So everyone, every team's looking for a fucking new quarterback every year. It's yeah. just like it's like they're looking for new coaches every year. Yeah. To, like like to say he's not going to have to say he's not going to be a starting quarterback if he fucks up this opportunity. I don't think that's the case. I think he will have a starting gig somewhere. Even if he blows this, see, I think people would, if they are looking for a quarterback, I think that they're going to draft a guy and then he would be their backup type thing. That would be my opinion on. I just don't yeah. think that Wentz is, you know, like let's say like we're we're already two years down the road and he hasn't done anything more than he's than he's done. Yeah, there's not much. Why why bother? You know, when, when you can go out and get a guy, we talk about Fitz Magic. The guy's not a fucking superstar, but he is a very serviceable veteran, you know, and he will, he, he can take you with some help. He could take you to the playoffs for sure. You know, Ken Carson, I mean, he's got to be, be Jacksonville first, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I guess not so much anymore, but <laughs> now he's just got to beat the fucking the cowgirls a bunch. And that's where I'm at. I'm I'm thinking this is his last chance. Yeah. He's got a couple more years on his contract, but I think he's really like it's weird because because Washington really hasn't had 
a good quarterback in forever. I can't remember the other last good quarterback. So I just Joe Theismann. <laughs> well, RG three was good for for them. A bit, yeah. And Alex Smith is serviceable for sure. Yeah, but he was again like it's. It's 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 interesting because, but I think this is probably his last chance, more or less, getting this right, and he's gonna have to learn because I I think in Indy he was like taking the ball out of JT's hands. Yeah, that's stupid. Like he would audible out of a run. Like you don't do that. Man. I mean, he, unless the box like is a, fucking stacked with eleven guys, you're not gonna. You shouldn't be doing that out of one of the even best still. It's like it's like he might do something. Yeah. It's better than Wentz being in Wentz's hands. Like he, he has fumbling issues. He and he tries to extend every play. Like is running right into the line worse than a sack fumble kind of thing? Or him just a sack, right? Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd rather yeah. take no yards than minus yards. So yeah. but it's I think this is his last chance. And I think what the commanders gave up was a lot, but the truth, especially for his contract. It's uh, an expensive one. And obviously with him being as injury is, it's going to be conditional as it is. Uh, I think the Colts got lucky getting out of this one. All right. So our final quarterback just happened yesterday. Fucking B-Rad is back. <laughs> he came out of retirement. He just retired like yeah, a week ago. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Sure, a week, but it sure feels like it, though. But I get what you're getting. Used to be but I think I think this is to me not surprising. I honestly really didn't believe that he was actually retired. I was hoping. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with him being in the league. But like, um, him coming back does not surprise me. And for him to say that he retires for however long it was, month and a bit. Do you guys think like is this guy a goof or what? Like, like I don't get. Yeah, he's a big fucking goof. <laughs> like people like okay, I saw on uh, Twitter, I think, or a news story, whatever, that somebody spent five hundred eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> On his final touchdown pass ball, whoever went to, I don't know. To Evans. $518,000. Because the guy retired, he wants his last ball. And he comes out of retirement a week later. It's not a week, I know. I'm being an asshole. But like, and I think now he's going to be the oldest non kicker player ever. And like Father Time's got to catch up with this guy at some point, and just just go away. You're the you're the best. Yeah, no. you won the most. You're the goat. Thanks for twenty fucking years or however long it's been. Go away. We don't we don't we don't want you anymore. Twenty third year. Twenty third year. That's right. Jesus Christ. So yeah, I, I agree. I definitely think he's a goof here. You know, the whole retirement saga for him has been ridiculous you know it came out that he retired and they said oh no no i haven't decided yet and then like a day later he's like okay i decided like he said it was going to take him a long time to decide and it took him like 24 hours he's like yeah i'm gonna retire and then six weeks later 
it comes out that he's, you know, he's not retiring or he's unretiring and just, I just don't understand the whole, how do you switch your mode of thinking that quickly to being like, no, I'm out. Like right away, he pretty well said it. Like it wasn't very long after, after his season was finished that, yeah, I'm probably retiring that type of thing. And then it does come out. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you know what? Family time is going to have to wait. Cause I'm still a football player. And like, I understand that drive is still there, but just don't fucking retire that early. Then just like nobody's yeah. pushed you to retire that early. Like just wait, wait, wait. And then you don't have this, you know, to me, it's like, it is goofy. Like, Oh, you retired, but now you came back six weeks later. Like it's. Yeah. In, in the start of the off season, like nothing. It's right. Not, and, it's not training yet. Like, right. So that was my other thing too, <laughs> is that I figured, so Jess, I agree with you. I didn't think that he was going to stay retired, but I figured that he would like unretire during training camp or like at the end of preseason. So he didn't have to do any of the bullshit workouts and stuff like that. He likes that stuff though. So, he, 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 if he's not in it, like 150%, he's not in it at all. Yeah. Is more or less what he's saying. Cause he, and that's the, that's what makes him such a great, great leader and gets his, the rest of his teammates working for him is cause he puts in that effort and yeah. everybody sees that. And so they'll do that too. Now, this season will be a little bit weird because of how dramatic he made it. Like, especially, and you had the time too when Scheffner blew the story up that he was retiring and he's like, Oh, it's not happening yet. And then, like you said, like a couple of days later, yeah. he was retiring. Like, you could have just fucking shoved it down Scheffner's face or his throat and say, No, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm yeah. here to play. Like, and you would probably have a little bit more respect if you just did that, right? Like, or just source, sources or just, are wrong. I haven't decided yet. Like no one right, like, gun to your head. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was so stupid. Well, Giselle might. Giselle's like. Well, you know, apparently your guns are loaded with blanks because he retired and then he's back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely goofball material right there. Yeah. All I know is he should be fucking writing a check for five hundred eighteen thousand dollars to some fucking poor bastard who bought you know his what, final touchdown ball. I wouldn't put it by Tom to do that. He's he's pretty good that way, and I feel like he would be like, "Sorry, dude, like, <laughs> I just had to come back." You know, here's uh, well, here's five hundred. There was, <laughs> there was the, eighteen grand for it, but there there was still the scandal before that for the that touchdown pass anyway, or the one where one he went Evans over, gave away. Yeah, during the season, and he didn't really help out the guy a whole lot either. There, so who knows? Maybe he, he's sure he cheap, did cheap. He gave him really. all kinds of shit. They gave him fucking helmets, jerseys. not not as much not as much money as he would have uh, fucking made keeping that thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And he even said that he's like he could have made a fortune. Yeah. Off that. But I mean, he got season tickets too for the rest of the season. From that was from. Oh, I didn't, from I the didn't hear that. Oh yeah, he got, he he made out all right, but he would have made more money had he kept the ball and sold it 100. percent But. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, but like, yeah, he's back. I mean, like. I'm not worried about it. The Rams beat him twice this year. The year before they beat him, so so it'll be it'll be interesting to see like how the, the how the teams put together too. Because I think they're I think they're getting Godwin back. Yeah, they franchise him. I think they're trying to get a, a extension as well. well why wouldn't you? So. Mm-hmm. so every time Tom has lost a playoff game, he came back the next year and won the Super Bowl. What? Yep. 
the next season. Yeah. No way. No, it was it was for a, a, a certain stretch. It was. It was for a yeah, maybe not, but might not. It was it was like every other kind of thing like that for a certain stretch. Yeah. He was making. It wasn't the. It, it wasn't his whole career. It, but there was a stretch between uh, the Patriots uh, and and then with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, it was a. Sure it was a. It, it was a lot longer than you would expect the this stretch, but. So, um, basically, though. He got beat last year in the playoffs, so it looks like he's going to win the Super Bowl this year. No. It goes through L.A. Here it is right here. <laughs> Sorry. It, yeah, you're right. It wasn't, the, it wasn't his career. It's his last nine seasons. So 2013 lost a playoff game. 2014 won the Super Bowl. 2015 lost a playoff game. 2016 won a Super Bowl. 2017 lost. 18 won. 19 lost. 21. 21 lost. 22? Question mark. Uh, so his last nine season that's fucking nuts man yeah it'd be a loss but it's gonna be the <laughs> buffalo bills this year <laughs> all righty who wants to take us into our penalty box well Pete's the only guy that say this guy's name so <laughs> you just you have go. to ignore the j <laughs> so in our penalty box this week alex nedelkovich or as I affectionately call him, Ned. Neddy. <laughs> For, uh, oh boy, if you guys saw this, it is, uh, it is not good. So in a game against the Minnesota Wild, uh, the old Erickson Eck more or less just dumped the puck in. Well wide of the net. And uh, Nedeljkovic decided he wanted to uh, bat it. He looked like he was trying to bat it sort of across the net and into the other corner, I guess. Something like that. I don't know really what he was trying to do. So he, uh, he came out of his net to the, to the right, to the stick side, to this puck that was going probably, I don't know, six feet wide. He gave it a swat. Towards the center of the ice. Didn't catch it quite right. It came off the, the heel of his stick. Right through the five hole. And into the net. So bad. It's so bad. It reminds you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember? Um, oh, my God. I forget his name. It was a goalie for the Leafs. Oh, Jack Campbell? No, 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 no. This is years and years ago. <laughs> Decades ago, and you'd be thinking of Peter Morask, by the way. But yeah. it, might, it might have been Vesa Toscolo. Oh, yeah, the bouncing puck. <laughs> the bouncing puck. Toscolo, yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that the one that went like over his head or something like that? It just, it was like bouncing from center ice, and he just tried to catch it with his glove hand, and it yeah. just, he just he couldn't. Knuckling like crazy. It was, to be fair, it was like, it was worse than. It was not as bad as this one, probably, because this one was more or less on a single track. That one was bouncing like crazy. But you just block it with your chest. Like, what are you fucking doing? But yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this uh, Nadelkovich fucking own goal is, is bad. Well, it's this would have been, it would have missed the net too. Way, way <laughs> wide. Like, not close. Now, would it have been an icing too? Like, do you know how far the puck was uh, shot in? Like, uh, I don't know. 
because that would be another that's even worse too like it would have been an icing and you give up a fucking goal yeah yeah but just for that uh for that all-time gaff and you're in our penalty box that's a big oof definitely definitely a big oof yeah if you haven't seen that uh go go onto youtube and check it out you probably just gotta you don't have to worry about spelling old Nettie's name here. Just type in uh, Red Wings own goal. I'm yeah. sure it'll come up. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, pretty funny. So. For sure. One of few goalies that are in around the same uh, caliber as the least goalies are right now. Nadegovic. Not good. Not good. I'm sure he's proud of being part of that now. No, yeah, that's a that's a that's a great club. trade for him. Great club to be in. Yeah, funny you say that because when he <laughs> he was actually traded for just this past offseason, and the the general reaction he got traded for a third round pick. I think the general reaction was, "What you got him for that? That's a crazy steal." Not so much now. Not so much now. <laughs> wow. It's 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 Carolina's defense they just make goalies seem a lot better than there peter morazic peter morazic came from there he looked real good nope nadalkovich came from there he looked real good nope and now freddie anderson is there and he's looking real good and when he was with the leaves you know, and he was pretty good. He was pretty good, but I, in yeah, the playoffs, they had no defense, and he was he was actually good in that's Anaheim exact, as well. That's exactly so, what it is, Jesse. It's the defensive problem. Anyway, you're gonna get like me a up. broken record. You're gonna get me all fucking. Up. You're gonna get me all sweaty and upset. So we're not gonna <laughs> go there. <laughs> we're gonna move on into the penalty box or not the penalty box. Woof. Into the uh, points penalty scores for the day. Just the one challenge. Yep. Could have had another uh, one, but Jesse didn't say challenge. He just told me I was wrong, and then I was yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a couple there. There was uh, even like that Brady one too. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But... Yeah. Could could have got you. Could have. Didn't. We, we were gentle today. It's a Monday night, you know. We're not we're not firing on all cylinders, but it's yeah. okay. Uh, so just the one challenge. I forget even what it was for now. What was it for? All right, the, nice the Leafs game, man. Yeah, said the Leafs are down for nothing ass. against the Coyotes, but it was only sure. four to one. They were Guess down three nothing, but yeah, that's not what the man said. That's not what he said. <laughs> no. So we bite into Jesse's lead a little bit. That brings our season totals. Jesse is still ahead at plus four. I'm creeping up at plus two. Kev is a no-show, so he stays at minus six. And Josh was a spectator today, so he's a minus two. Yeah. Trying to catch up. Not trying very hard. <laughs> Most times I'm wrong, so it's the less I fucking challenge, the better. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, yeah. Don't forget your minus 10 for being a bitch and not showing up oh, uh, to the yes. hockey game. Hey, oh, uh, I, don't, uh, I remember agreeing to that shit. No, you're minus eight. Fucking worse than Kevin. Yeah, oh, we need a discount. It'll be minus eight. <laughs> I'll just give you a minus eight. Won't, won't be down there for long. Trust me. 
All right, guys. Got to find out how your drinks were. Who wants to start it? I will start since I was not a bitch today, like some people. Hey, yo. Uh, Stockyards, local, Iron Horse Trail, uh, the Indian Pale Ale at 6.3. Fantastic. I actually have never heard of Stockyards either, so I'm going to continue looking for them. See what else I can find there. What do you mean? I fucking drank one in season one. Well, I don't listen to you a lot. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, which one did you drink? Do you remember? That same one, I'm pretty sure. Oh, see, I really wasn't listening. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I definitely would get this again. Very good. It was a Canadian Brewing Award in 2019. Very good. Boom. Peter? How was your bitch beer? Well, thanks, Jesse. My bitch beer was good. Uh, for those who don't remember, it's a, a dildo brewing company and museum. DOX Pilsner uh, from right here in Newfoundland and Labrador, named after the world's largest plane at the time in 1932. It's a good, light, easy drinking beer. You're right. It's a little bit of a bitch beer at 5%. A little bit. A little bit. It's not a fucking... Uh, when was the last time we had something? What's like, the Canadian water? The No, no, no. It's uh, Canadian, but it's fucking water. Uh, Molson Sleeman? M? The Sleeman one? Molson what? M? M. No, no. no. Uh, There's a Canadian. It's called Canadian, but it's fucking... It's like three and a half percent or something. Anyway. Oh. Uh, I don't drink bitch beers. So no, I know. I mean, me neither. So I don't like them. But it's <laughs> it's going uh, to miss on that comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you boys would know, but anyway. like again, it's, we don't drink. Uh, it's sixty-seven. Beer, it's called sixty-seven or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah it's got the... sixty-seven calories in yeah, it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See you fuckers, you <laughs> We know, uh, but yeah. The uh, my dildo was good this week, and you can tell <laughs> you can tell Kevin that it uh, it was it, it tasted good in my mouth. It's tasty in your mouth, or yeah, Josh. I have to learn all that. All right, how was your drink? <laughs> uh, my collective arts jam up berries, raspberry, blueberry, and blackberry dry hop sour was tasty AF. Uh, it's got a funky little can here. I don't really know what the hell it is, but. It, Collective Arts, man. It's always always a have that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was tasty. Um, I said it was definitely a sour uh, beer. It was uh, just 0.2% above the bitch this week, but that makes me not the bitch. So that makes I me mean, happy. barely. You're at least bitch adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> bitch Junior. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. The dildo was basically <laughs> in your mouth too, all right? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> At least you're sharing. Oh <laughs> yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I would get this one again for sure. Uh, unfortunately, I only had one of these this week, so I had to go with the backup beer uh, to finish out the show, but uh, it's okay. It is what it is. You can't always have uh, two or three beers of the same variety. If you don't buy two or three, same variety. I mean, you can. You just have to buy them when, yeah. you, when you're. Short. I think we anyway. made this pretty this pretty early on. Like, get two beers. I didn't guy. buy this one. All right, this one was I just found in the fridge. So somebody else bought it. It just appears. Thanks, babe. 
Yeah, it just appeared. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I think our show went a little longer than we thought it was going to go, being a little in rough shape. At least Jess and I today, we figured this would be a quicker one. With her, but uh, we decided to keep talking and talking. So a little longer lots than we expected. There was, there was lots, of lots of news. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, guys. So for us here and Kevin, I'd like to thank you for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube where we get your podcasts. Please give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.